What's going on everyone and welcome back to another episode of Business is Pleasure. My name is John Francis. I am the co-owner of the Clarendon Trading Company and I am here with the co-owner next to myself, Colette Monique Liebird. And at the Clarendon Trading Company, we source, distribute, market, ship, vintage, contemporary, use clothing, globally, we do all this other stuff. Awesome. Honestly, I'm trying to get my little Miami vibe on, you know what I mean? I'm kind of feeling myself. And honestly, I want to show off my jewelry a little bit. I'm like a tattoo. So, you know, I'm going to open it up a bit, you know? Give you guys a little, give you guys a little treat this week. Um, so, on business, on business pleasure, we take some time to talk about our business, how that's affecting our relationship, how our relationship affects the business. But most importantly, we try to bring value to you guys. So the best way to start off every show is collect. How was your week? Oh my gosh. Go charger. My week was good. Um, I kind of like this new, like, when we change up the... It's actually really comfortable. Right, right. right? I'm, I'm just chilling. I'm just vibing. I'm vibing. How's your week? Yeah, my week was good. Um, what did I do? I don't know. Oh, so you went to Vancouver. Yeah, that was last week. Oh, shoot. Yeah, cost even the past guy, sorry. My week was good. My week was good. You had a week off from school. Yeah, so I, had, I had a week off and I got a lot of stuff done. We're back on our... Grizzy. Our g- g- grind. I don't know what just happened. I don't know. So, yeah. so we're back. We're back in action. We weren't like ever like not in action, I would say. But we were kind of just like, you know, taking a little bit of a step back. Instead of posting as much as we were to post, we posted like 50% of the time. Speaking of which, we post for this basketball game. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. We were posting like, you know, not as frequently as we usually do. You know, we're just like a little bit behind on things. Like if we had like five tasks to do for the day, we do like two and a half. Mm. You know, get maybe. like 50% done. Maybe, maybe. Right? So like now we're just back in our grind. We had like a good little amount of time to relax. Mm-hmm. You know, get that out of our system. You know, that virus is gone. Dude. We took the antibiotics. Mm, vaccine. We're good. Mm. We're back to our productivity mm. mode, and we're ready to go. And I think that's what we talked about as well, too, right? It's like, a lot of the times in business, people don't talk about how, like, sometimes you just don't feel like working. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to get up and do stuff. One thing I want to talk about. Yeah, go. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Jump into it. Right? Yeah. So... You know those like motivational posts that you'll see all the time, or like you'll hear people say like, do the thing that you love and you enjoy and you'll never feel like you have to work a day in your life. That is not true. Bullshit. Okay? It is not true and I'm tired of people saying it. Cause even when like I'll do training for like younger people, like, like people who are like from ages like 15 to like, I don't know, like 21, and I'll be like, yeah, like, what are you planning on doing? Are you interested in anything? Like, what's the vibe? Whatever. And they're like, yeah, you know, I just want to do something that I love so that, like, you know, it never feels like I have to work. And I literally want to be like, that is the biggest load of crap that you've been fed your whole life. And I was fed it too, but it is not true. At the end of the day, in life, there's going to be a lot of things that you enjoy to do and that you love to do. And especially when we're talking about, like, work and making money. Like, take our business, for example, right? There's so many aspects of it that I love and that I enjoy. And I love the fact that I am an entrepreneur and I get to develop my life in that sense. 
but there's things about it that I don't like to do. There's aspects of it that I hate. There's aspects of it that I don't enjoy doing that aren't fun for me. But like, I can't just throw my hands up in the air and be like, oh my gosh, like I thought this was gonna be something that I loved and I'm never gonna do it and like I'm not enjoying it and this is not fulfilling because there are major aspects of it that are. But at the end of the day, you're not gonna enjoy every single little thing that you do. And I feel like we need to get away from that because it, it sells people this false sense of this like fairy tale life. And I'm sorry, life is amazing. Life is this like cool and like complex journey and like, you get so much out of it. But like, it's not a fairy tale. You're not gonna be happy every single day when you go to work or when you're doing something that you love. Like there's gonna be days that you're like, wow, that was annoying. Wow, like I wish you didn't have to do that that day, but you did it. And one of the craziest things I'm starting to realize, especially with our business, is that for us to get to the thing that we want to do, there's a lot of things that we actually have to do that we don't want to do beforehand. So I think a lot of people just need to understand is that a lot of the times with business, it's not that it's always going to be fun, it's not always going to be exciting, but you need to find ways to make it rewarding. And I think that's where our mentality starts to shift now, that we're starting to understand within ourselves, like, hey, there are aspects of this business that, you know what, I don't want to do, so maybe cobble focus on those things. It's like when we spoke to each other, when we're like, hey, you know what, I don't like shipping the packages off, but I don't mind like putting them together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't mind shipping them off. Yeah, you know what I mean? For instance, like, you don't like thrifting, but I don't mind that as well too, right? So we're starting to find the task that, hey, we can be honest with one another and be like, I love this business, I see where it's going and how it can help us financially. And just of course, like help us get to that economic freedom that we want out of life. But there are a lot of things along the way that we need to get done so we can finally get there. And I think like in life, like that's where the most like growth comes from. You know, when you can actually be honest with yourself and be like, hey, like I don't like doing this. I don't enjoy doing this, but it's a part of what I actually do enjoy. And I, and I think even for that too, that's right there what I'm hearing, what you're saying, that's how you build discipline. That's how you build resistance. That's how you build resilience within yourself for you to understand now like, yo, I'm doing shit that I don't want to do, but I'm finishing my business, I'm finishing, I'm a, allow my business to grow, I'm bringing value to my clients, and most importantly, I feel that this is rewarding. Yeah, at the end of the day, that is the main goal. You have to focus on something that is broad and overarching, because at the end of the day, those individual mundane tasks, like, I'm sorry, like, you're not gonna enjoy them. Yeah, and you're not, and I think a lot of the times people will be like, oh, well, hey, um, you worked at this corporate job for 10 years, you hate the job, but you know what, you have a little Etsy business that you sew all the time, you know what, now you have to turn that into an actual income, an income getter for yourself, right? Well, you know what, now you have to do marketing, now you have to be the accountant, now you have to source, you know? You didn't really have to worry about all those things on a smaller scale because you're so focused sewing. Yeah. So you have to understand now, there are these other tasks that come along with the one task that you do enjoy doing. And also, like like you said, like sometimes it takes time to get to the level that you want to be at. Use that as motivation, right? Like use that as motivation to be like, hey, I don't enjoy doing these like mundane and like small tasks that I have to do in order to run my business. So let me work even more. Let me increase my productivity so I can get to the point where I can hire someone to do all the stuff that I don't enjoy. But why, why is that though? Why do you think like a lot of these motivational speakers pitch that, pitch the idea and sell the idea I like, hey. Be, I think because a lot of the times like positivity can really go a long way, but like, you, you have to also be honest with yourself because then you're gonna get into this vicious cycle where you're gonna try your hardest to be positive and then you're gonna feel bad about feeling bad. You know what I mean? And it's like, when you're feeling bad about feeling bad, you're not helping yourself and you're not helping the situation. So I feel like 
I, it, it's a nice thing to think about. Like, yeah, like, you know, do a job that you love or do work that you love and you'll never feel like you work a day in your life. A hundred percent. You love it overall. But when it comes to certain things like running a business or like even like a, a job per se, there are going to be little things that you are not going to enjoy. And that's not a fun thing to focus on. It's not a fun thing to talk about, but it's the reality of it. No, that's even crazy too. The best example that I could use is like, when women have kids or when people have kids, you know, yeah. like, oh, I love my kid, but sometimes they're a bit overwhelming, they're a bit too much. Yeah. And like, our business is our baby, you know, like we've grown this thing, we're trying to nurture it and everything, you know. But sometimes I just want it to be in its room and not bother me for three hours <laughs> <laughs> and take care of itself. Like, like, you know I mean? like, like, you know what I mean? But the reality of it is, is that, like, you know what? We hope that there are more good times than there are bad, yeah. and that's what, then that for me what allows it to be really rewarding. And we're, we're hoping that we can care for this baby and nurture this baby long enough to the point where it can take care of itself. Yeah. We yeah. don't have to nurture it so much. Mm -hmm. We don't have to care for it so much. And it can be kind of a self-running machine or we can hire a, a, a nanny and that will, that will take care of it. You know Guys, what I mean? Guys, we will be good parents. <laughs> like, don't let Colin throw you away with the nanny part of it. We're good parents, I think, one day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so like, you know what I mean? So I think that's really important to talk about like, the real aspects of running a business. Not the negative aspects. I want to talk about the real aspects because there are so many aspects of running a business that I don't think a lot of people hit or even talk about enough, you, you know what I mean? You know, and even like within our industry as well too, right? How like, you know what? It's kind of hard to find information, sharing information in our industry. Yeah. Or it's like sometimes it's kind of hard to find events. Or sometimes it's like, yo, what do I even want to sell? What should I sell? Yeah. But a lot of times it's just like, oh, you got to do the research, you got to find it out. And sometimes it's just hard. Sometimes you don't want to get up out of it. Sometimes you don't want to like, sometimes you want to go back to work at nine to five. Like, you know what I mean? There's this one girl that I used to work with and she was on her entrepreneur journey for like three years. And then she ended up finding a job that she liked, that she can more or less incorporate with, within her business. And then she was like, you know what? I was, I've been doing this entrepreneurial thing for three years, but I'm gonna take a step back from it. Still run the business on the side, do part-time, but now I have a full-time job that I wanna focus on, because now that's where my passion is. And I think the idea of an entrepreneur has become so segmented and to reflect everyone's individual's lives. And that's okay. There doesn't have to be this one umbrella definition of what an entrepreneur is because there are thousands of different definitions, you know? Yeah. For instance, like um, we have a really good friend that owns Curl Shop. Guys, check it out. Amazing products for your hair. So Curl nice. Shop, amazing, right? And she, and, she, and she even said like she's a corporate entrepreneur. She works in the corporate realm, but of course on the side she does this and that's okay because it fits her lifestyle. Yeah. And I think one of the major things that we kind of have to understand is like, yes, you should listen to advice here and there, but you need to sit down and understand what works best for you yeah. and what can you be appreciative of within your own business. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, and know? I think like that's just something that comes with time mm -hmm. and like becoming more self-aware and like, deciphering like what information is put out there for you and like what you can relate to and what you can take with a grain of salt you know i feel like when i was like just starting out in like business and stuff like that like i would read and like watch videos on like anyone and whoever was like in business whether it be like anyone from like gary Vee to like someone random that i had just heard of and i would kind of like take their information as like there's no other way like if I'm not you know waking up at five in the morning and going to bed at two in the morning that I'm not running my business properly and it's like that can be true if that's what works for you but it also doesn't have to be true 
Like, it, it takes time. More times than not, it's not true. Yeah, it takes time to understand, like, what is it that works for you? What am I relating to when I, like, connect with someone online or, like, I connect with a post or I connect with, like, a video that I see of something? And what can I take from that and be like, okay, this is going to work for my business and my lifestyle or this is not. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to do everything. It's not about working the hardest. It's about working the smartest. No, 100%. And also working within a realm that's conducive for your business. I think a lot of the times we try to look at other businesses and focus our attention on them and then, oh wow, these guys are doing this, these guys are doing that. But right now, maybe your business isn't at that level. Or maybe your business is surpassed that level. So why are you focused on what other people are doing? I think if you don't have a good understanding of yourself and your personality within your business, that's when you, you kind of like start to look at other people as if, as if it's the gospel. Because I had a huge problem with that. Maybe like, like two, three years ago, I was like starting this business, like, well, it's not working well. Well, you know what? Cut, cut didn't do this right away. So clearly that's why we're failing. Oh, we're not communicating properly. Clearly that's why we're failing. And no, sometimes you're, you're probably just failing because you don't know your system yet. Mm -hmm. And I think what you said, like hit it right on the nail, just takes time. Like if you're not putting the time to fail at your business, you're not pulling the time to actually write things down to realize what is working, what's not working, you're never gonna find the appropriate system that's best for your business. And also like when it, in reference to time, like you need to be ready. Yes. Like mm. you need to be ready. Like a lot of the times, like I can think back to like my experiences when I tried to do things, like yeah, I don't really like the word try, but when I tried to do things and it's like, it never panned out because I wasn't ready. Mm. I wasn't ready to dedicate the time and the energy and what actually needed to be dedicated to that task in order to get it accomplished. Like at the end of the day, like you need to be honest with yourself and it's like, if you're gonna step forward and do something, commit to it fully. Like don't try to do it, just do it. Put your all into it. Obviously you're gonna make mistakes. Obviously you're probably gonna have a couple failures. Learn from that and then continue moving forward, you know? Mm. And I think that's what the most thing is too, like learn from that. Because for instance, um, I know a lot of people that have started business, businesses before and they always fall off at the same place. And I'm, I'm, I'll ask them like, hey, like, how did you write that down? Like, what did you do last time? What did work? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I don't need to write it down. Like, you know what I mean? And I think if you're not honest with yourself and if you don't allow yourself to look at your history and your cachet, that's when you start to fail as well. What's a cachet? What is cachet? Isn't cachet like the thing that's built up on your internet and stuff? No? So how are you gonna tell me what's caché when you don't know what's caché? I know what's caché. That's what I'm asking. I, you. I just told you like like no one on the internet no, is like caché. You asked you answered the question with a question, so clearly you're not sure. Okay, I think I know, but I'm not positive. Okay, so but, you don't. But, but I know more than you do. I know more than you do. Don't worry about this part. Cut, cut, <laughs> redo, retake. But no, but 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 yeah. But in all seriousness, it's like that's why history is so important because you're actually able to look back and say like, yo, what have I been fucking up with? So I can like re figure this out, re-engineer it, so it's better now, you know? Yeah. So um, this past weekend, speaking of better, the 613 Flea had this really dope idea where they're also adding a 613 night market as well too, right? So you have the Friday night market from 5 to 10 o'clock, then you have the morning market that we generally do on Saturdays from 10 in the morning till four in the afternoon. So this allows the people of Ottawa a better opportunity to like, hey, they can go on the Friday to kind of the Saturday, they can go on the Saturday to kind of the Friday. But I think with us, it may also have the ability to like spread the event thin, just because like there are some people that are like, hey, I was there Friday, so I need to go Saturday. 
you know? So if you're someone that maybe does a Saturday event but doesn't do the Friday event, there's a potential that you can be missing out on a particular I feel demographic. Like, yeah, I feel like it depends. I feel like it more so depends on like what your demographic is or who your demographic is and if it, they were there before. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's, it's honestly like a hit or miss because some people that we talk to, they're like, oh, it was so great. And then other people we talk to, they're like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. good. Like, so I think it just depends. At the end of the day, it's another market. Another market is never a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's always Especially good. when we kind of already know the demographic as well. Too, yeah, right? so it's always good for the community. It's always good for the area to kind of just increase, like, traffic and like what is available there so it's never a bad thing and it just goes to show like with events like there's so many different variables that could come into play like you really just never know yeah and especially if you want to like that's so funny that you say that there are so different variables because if you focus on all the variables you're going to drive yourself crazy yeah so i think what's best is just like focus on the things you can focus on and just take it from there because i think even with us we were like okay you know what let's consider the night market but now that i talk about it let's try it once if it doesn't work out, we know from there. Yeah, and like that's the crazy thing about events. Well, not really the crazy thing, but it's and like, isn't it a bit cheaper too? I'm not sure. Yeah. That's I the crazy it. thing about events. It's like you just never know how it's gonna turn out. And like if you get so fixated on like, oh, is it gonna be good? Is it gonna be bad? Should I go? Should I not go? You're probably nine times out of ten gonna end up not going, and you're just missing out on money. Like there's so many events that we've done that I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna be. I don't know if we should do it. And then we go and it's like, oh well. Well, That's funny. The six one three was one of those. Yeah. When we first started, we're like, oh, this is gonna go well. We're like, oh crap. The Toronto Beach Clothing Show was one of them too. Yeah. Pretty much every single event we do, when we first did it, we were unsure about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like sometimes you just gotta try it out and like see where that takes you. Like there are certain events that we've done in the past that we personally don't do anymore well, not don't do anymore but we don't do those types of events yeah. for example like, you know like our demographic isn't there we know our demographic isn't there or even like events that are you know particularly outside uh and not like in an enclosed space we tend to shy away from those just because it's obviously like weather dependent right like if someone if it's raining people are not going to go to like an outdoor festival as frequently as people if it was indoors right so we kind of like have like a general idea, but then they just try it out and see what works. Yeah, that's what's all important, you know what I mean? And I think one thing that our business model has always been is like trial and error from selling to new events and also our social media. And I think this last week was like a really monumental part in our social media, guys. We reached 10K and I think this is the time where I just want to say, um, can I say something nice and you say something nice to, to the people now? Okay, as long as you don't do that. Okay, so I think um, when we first started this journey, there was so much uncertainty, and we didn't really know like who our demographic were, what what items we wanted. <laughs> we didn't to sell. know anything. We didn't know anything, you know. But I think constantly being able to talk with you guys, share what we found, and also share a piece of ourselves with you guys, we were able to become, I guess, more vulnerable with ourselves, more honest with ourselves, and open up about what our business is. And because of you guys, we've been able to find that out. So I want to say thank you to everyone that's bought something from us that said hi that dissed us that doesn't give a fuck about us thank you for taking that moment just to recognize us and really notice us and you know what i mean and without you guys we would never be able to reach this point thank you yeah i agree Mm -hmm. i agree with all of that and i just like i'm just so grateful for like the process and the journey that we've been on and like one thing i want to say is that like I'm sure there's people that are maybe watching this that are starting their business or like are thinking about starting their business and they feel you like you feel lost. You feel like you don't know what you're doing. You feel like you're not really making any headway. Like we had probably like like 
don't know, like, 300 followers for, like, a long time. You know what I mean? Like, there was a long period of time when, like, we didn't know what we were doing. We went, like, months and months with no sales. Like, we were, like, just completely lost, and it, it slowly started to form, and it slowly started to come together. And the one of the main reasons why it did is because we put in the effort and we listen to the people that were communicating with us. We mm-hmm. listen to people like you. We listen to every single one of those 10K followers that interacted with us or asked us a question or asked us for a particular product and we catered to them and provided a need that we felt was there. And slowly over time that allowed us to get to this point and it's going to allow us to continue on. But I don't know, at the end of the day, like yes, you're gonna be uncertain and you're going to be insecure and you're going to be un- unstable and uncertain about where your journey and where your business is going be patient with it and listen to the people around you listen to your customer base appreciate your customer base because they are and they literally are the only thing that brings you value mm-hmm. when you really think about it they are your most valuable asset so appreciate them love them stay steadfast on the journey and respect them don't give up yeah no a hundred percent i think that's the word of the day journey you know what i mean and i think a lot of the times that we forget like the journey always has a beginning a climax and an end and i think when you get so caught up on the beginning of the journey it makes it hard for you to continue on to the end aspect it's supposed to be hard it's, like it's supposed you, to be complicated it's like when you're starting to learn how to ride a bike right yeah. you fell so many times it was hard and then once you started you just didn't stop yeah yeah and i feel like when it gets hard and there's so much uncertainty wrapped up into that journey that's what makes it so much more rewarding you know i, th- I feel like with us it's just like, like looking back to like two and a half years ago three years ago no no let's say two and a half years ago two yeah two and a half yeah we used to fight all the, the time fight all the time just about everything and and, the, and it's like when i look back those arguments were happened because we both cared we both wanted the best to come out of this business and especially the best from one another of course like there was one point where you didn't really care as much uh, you're like you weren't as invested in the business as much as you are now but that again that comes with the journey and there was times where i was like yo like maybe we should just dead this it's been like three and a half months like what are we doing like you know what i mean and then of course we just started to like really buckle down get a better understanding of our audience what they wanted what we need to get done what we should be doing and ever since then like things have slowly started to go nice and smooth so i'm extremely happy about that and i think even with that and honestly guys i'm really mad too I'm just, I'm not gonna have like a really smooth segue into the next topic. I'm upset. Today I made a post. It was called Cool Verse Fast, okay guys? And in my mind, I was like, okay, well, this is kind of straightforward. Everyone would rather have quick money come into their business so they can put it back into the business rather than have cool money sit around and just take a really long time to sell. So there's this term in business, it's called ROI, return on inventory. So that's how much your inventory costs. Divide that how much days it takes to sell, right? So the lower, the higher that number is, the better your return on inventory is. So a lot of people, we so we put up this question today and it was called, what would you rather do? Would you rather sell cool products or products to sell fast? And 70% of people said cool, which just blew my mind. And then the 30% of people said, of course, fast. Like, why would I want to get something and have it sit around for a month, have it sit around for two months, or I can grab an item, sell it in a week, sell it in two days, sell it in five days. And, I, and then I started to realize, one, maybe a lot of the people that we're interacting 
within business don't understand the idea of business. And, and, and two, the other aspect where we try to flip it was like, while now we know that our audience or a portion of our audience does like cool stuff, and maybe we should be focusing on two and cool things. I just thought of something else too. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's the idea that people want to sell the things that they want to they buy or... actually like. Yeah. Like people want to sell things that like they actually enjoy seeing and mm-hmm. they think are cool and fun or whatever. Because like when remember when we first started our business, like that was a dilemma for us, mm-hmm. right? Like we want to sell like classic minimalist like vintage clothing but at the time and honestly even till this day the popular items the cool items were like the flashy the sports apparel the loud and in your face type of stuff but it was almost like a push and pull for us because we didn't like necessarily enjoy that type of clothing and what that said and also at that time because we weren't looking at a need we were only looking at our wants and that's a selfish way to run business I, i think if you want to run a business you need to find a client base of course, that wants that cool stuff. That's fine. I, I totally understand that. But if you're going to be getting items that are not selling, that are burning a hole in your pocket, you are not being selfish and you are not trying to properly cater to your audience. Like, you know what I mean? So I think with a lot of the, I think what happens sometimes is that like we become so superficial that we worry about things that make us look good rather than the things that make our pockets fat. And I don't know about you guys. I want to bring value and also have some money in my pocket as well. Like, you know, so like, it's, but, but I think we can also use that as an opportunity to educate people on that. As an opportunity to let people know, hey, if you're living on your own, if you have bills to pay, if you have a mortgage and stuff like that, why would you want to sit around on inventory? And I think a lot of these times our demographic is a bit younger. So with them, it's like, yeah, like, I don't really have that much bills to pay. If I make an extra $200 a month, an extra $150 a month. I'm okay with that. Stay home for as long as you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stay home, stay home, stay home. Stay home. Stay home, stay home, stay home. Do it. As long as your, like, parents aren't, like, you know. Assholes or anything, stay home. Stay home, stay home, stay home. Keep your head down. You know, don't make eye contact. You know what I mean? Act like you're not there. Yeah, just don't worry about it. Like, you know what I mean? Stay home. But, but yeah, definitely. And also, that's the thing, too. Like, it also depends on the person's situation. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But, again, if your items are just they're sitting there and they're not selling, you're not listening to your audience and you're being 100% selfish. But, yeah, that's what I want to do. All right. That's it. Yeah, that's okay. okay, cool. Um, so, any last words before we head on out here? Okay, yeah, I never have last words. Okay. Um, my last words are, don't be last. Okay, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. Again, this week for Business with Pleasure. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, please hit us up in the comment section or in the DM. You know we want to be a friend. Until next time, guys. Peace.